chips. What the chips. Fantasy Premier League is calling chips. I love salt and pepper. I love salt and vinegar chips. Mm. Alright, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. Gentlemen. Good morning. Welcome back. Hey. Brian, it's not morning, don't lie. Yeah, but no one knows that. It is closer to morning than it is any other time of the day except for night. Okay, okay. Because fair enough. No, that's not true either. I don't have to explain. It's cool. It's It's whatever. whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Welcome. Welcome, everyone listening. We're glad you're listening. Hopefully, you've enjoyed our summer episodes so far. Fantasy Soccer FC podcast never stops, except for that mandatory two-week break that every... Everyone associated with soccer has to take in the summer. We, we, we decided we go that. On holiday. That applied to us, right? Yeah, yeah we all joined the Toon Army. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, but we are back in this last week. You had a chance to listen to uh, three different episodes in one week, each one related to a newly promoted club. Go back and check that out. Oh, hey, man, th- look, I just want to say it. Yeah. They're pretty good. I agree. I mean, they're, they're fairly entertaining. And you're, I know that we only have four you're people. You're biased. I am biased, but you know what? I listened back to it. I laughed. That was good. I did too. Yeah, yeah. I cried a little bit in the Newcastle episode. <laughs> You're so biased. I cried. I laughed so hard. I cried. Hey, if you want to enjoy something funny, just skip ahead to in the Newcastle uh, uh, pod. Uh, to twenty-five minute mark. Twenty-fifth minute, mm-hmm. fifteen second mark. You'll. Uh, it, it's a good time. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. Uh, so there was a, probably about ten percent fantasy soccer. Yeah. But that's fine. It's summer. We're getting no, there. Yeah. Just so people know, we are getting to the point where uh, we are starting to ramp up for the start of the new season, the most exciting time of the year. I'm getting nervous. Getting nervous. Oh, I'm getting nervous. I can't we're inside. Believe, I can't believe it's almost happening. I, I, we're inside like 30 days from the start of the season. I mean, that's unbelievable. There's no doubt about it. You're absolutely right, and we are ready for it. Today we're going to talk about how to play Fantasy Premier League, the FPL for short, and we're very excited about that. It's our preferred fantasy league yep the official league of the premier league big prizes uh, big prizes yeah we're gonna talk about everything you need to know to be able to play fpl and to do it well next week we're going to introduce you to something that is new fpl has a new draft version yeah that's going to be interesting of fantasy soccer and so we're going to talk about that and learn all about that we're familiar with draft leagues being yeah. americans and playing fantasy american football that's we correct. draft everything we Everything do. is a draft over here. We do, uh, and so we're going to the military. That's right. So we're going <laughs> to do that in a separate episode today. We're going to focus in on the the auction league, the league where you get a hundred pound dollars. That's what we like to call it, uh-huh. hundred pounds, and you get to pick players based on their value to to. to create a roster. Yep. So we're going to talk about that and teach you how to play, give you everything you need to know to start, except for a pretty key part. We're going to keep it separate, and that is the players themselves. So we're just going to talk about yeah. how to play this this form of fantasy soccer or fantasy football. I insist that we mention at least 
two or three players today in that's this fine. podcast. Okay, that's perfectly fine. But it, we're okay. going to save well, our rankings and preseason thing, predictions and yes, such but for a separate episodes. We're also going to go over a few rules changes. That's true. That are going to be important and or some mistakes and or good things that we've all done. Speak for yourself. Throughout the mistakes. season. Oh, whatever. Oh, champ. Look at me. I don't make mistakes. <laughs> Not me. I'm, I'm the Brian, champ. something here for... For whether you're a seasoned veteran or whether you're a brand new player for the first time ever in Fantasy Premier League. That's absolutely true, says the champion. Says, 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 says the says champ. champ. He stole the champion. Who led for zero weeks <laughs> the entire season and won. Hey, Kevin Scott, Garnett. Say, tell me that's not true. That's no, true. The this only week not, he led was the last week of the season. This is not an, an NBA podcast, but Kevin Garnett <laughs> said it all whenever the Celtics won the championship. Anything is possible. Oh, I yeah, thought you were going to yeah. drop an F-bomb. Like, yeah. Well, he did TV. that a lot, too. But yeah. I, I'm focusing more on the anything is possible part mm-hmm. of his screaming. Perfect. So like I said, this week, FPL, you're going to learn how to play. Next week, FPL draft, learn how to play that. And then after that, we'll have a two-week season preview, giving you what you need to fill out your first roster for the new Those season. Those episodes are going to be so loaded. Mm, it's true. A little Again, too loaded, probably. Makes me nervous. <laughs> makes me nervous. My hand starts twitching. Brian J., you were... Let's get on to it. You are fully, fully prepared for this episode. In fact, you were telling uh, Dave and I just a little bit ago, before we started recording, you've got... You got some rules that players need to follow. Yeah, Dave, can you put some music behind this? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, uh, sure. I love segments with music. Uh, do something. Do like that that regular, real common music you use in all of our podcasts. That's like the perfect thing. <laughs> I'm Listen, not even gonna suggest I use something. That. I use that when we can't find your suggestion, and/or it's not available, and/or it's just not a good suggestion. Well, but usually your suggestions recently have been pretty good. My suggestion this time would be if you can find it, "Faith" by George Michael. You gotta have faith. That <laughs> yes, that's exactly the right one. Here's why. Okay. Look, these are just some preliminary rules. This isn't even the actual thing. This is just some things to get you. This is some things you should keep in mind before you get started playing fantasy Premier League out there, folks. That's right. Anybody who's out there that wants to play, just keep these three things in mind. It's just three little things. All right. The first thing, hey, love the players and the game, even when it hurts. Mm. Because it's going to hurt at some point. If you stay true to it, you know it's going to hurt. One of the worst things about fantasy football, we play fantasy football or have a lot here in the United States, those of you that have played fantasy American football. Some of you might even be the kind of player who gets angry in your week whenever things don't go your way and you might be the kind of guy that or a girl that lashes out at an individual player on social media because they didn't do what you wanted them to Mm. hey let's not do that huh remember players are human beings they have feelings they have they're flesh and blood just like everyone else is yeah they don't want you to go screaming at them on twitter or facebook or some weird how would you like it brian if someone screamed at you for sending a email to the wrong email i wouldn't like it at all yeah yeah we all have bad days at work and you can count on and you can count on it not going your way sometimes and it's not because just Uh, remember it's not because the soccer gods or football gods are against you especially you know it's not that i still hold bitterness to this but there was a time my entire season turned sideways because i captained olivier Giroux like two seasons ago 
He got a red card, got ejected. That ruined my entire season. Man. It was downhill from there. I was still bitter. Was Maybe your, I'm not still over it. Maybe we need to talk through this. But was your instinct to scream at Olivier Giroud the very next time you saw I, him? No, it was. A, I we had a a, a a moment as I'm watching the game. Mm. Well, look. All I'm suggesting is that remember to try to keep love at the center of your fantasy Premier I like League it. experience. I like it, Brian. Can I can I just add one thing to that? Yeah, of course. Tip. Um, there's 38 match weeks in the season. Which is why you're going to have bad weeks. You're not going to get it right 38 out of 38 times in a likelihood. And if you do, man, good, good buy a lottery ticket. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there you know, players have bad weeks. You're going to have great players on your roster, and they're not going to play well 38 times in the season. And I think I'm just hopefully just pushing your point forward Absolutely. a little bit more. There will be bad weeks. I like it. And that brings me to our second point. Embrace the chaos. The mm. fantasy Premier League is as chaotic as the real Premier League. It's true. See, for example, on our very own website, fantasysoccerfc.com. Scott, our very own Scott, wrote an article called Solving the Fantasy Premier League's Injury Problem. Mm. We've talked about this at length. Just will your is your guy gonna play this week? Find out after it's too late for you to do anything about it. <laughs> so true. Did they make the morning roster? I guess we'll see when they trot out on the field. Oh, will they be there? Will they not? It's chaos. Seriously, and how many times did that happen last year? It happens a lot. Well, for instance, week one. It could happen to you week one. Arsenal and Leicester play on a Friday night. There are some games that don't play till Monday. There might be injuries in training or other things that come up that might keep a starter out week and one. You it could don't absolutely have week it. one, and you can't make any changes. You that's cannot right. make any changes. And that's that's a great point, but it goes even beyond that because we have no idea. Like when you let when you set your lineup an hour before that Friday match starts, guys in that Friday match might not be in the lineup, and we will never know until the lineups are announced for that very match. Because, because there's no standardiza- uh, standardization, there's no protocol in place for clubs to have to report injuries. And the Fantasy Premier League will not take off like it could until the Premier League does things to promote fantasy soccer, fantasy football. And one of the things that they can do is create an injury protocol so that fantasy players can engage in their league in a, in a way where we know what is happening. There's transparency involved. That's one of the reasons why the NFL has done so well because they've catered a little bit where they can to fantasy football without sacrificing the on-field product. It wouldn't kill anybody for managers to have to report injuries a certain way by a certain time for fantasy soccer players. Scott, amazing point. I am publicly commissioning you. I want you to write an email as well worded as you just said that okay. and i want you to send it daily to the president <laughs> of the of the premier league daily. until he responds <laughs> okay. and says do you understand look at when the nfl embraced fantasy football and look what it's done for them and you know you know how they did it and then all the tv started doing it just putting the offensive stats at the bottom right right and that started getting everyone else involved cuz everyone wanted to see that fantasy football has exploded in the us it has, I think your point's really valid. I think it has a chance to explode worldwide, but the league has to cater to that a little bit. And, and, and doing that, 
little bit of injury notice and or requiring the teams to put out a a list yep. pre-game yep. Absolutely. would change all that. It does nothing to hurt the on-field product. It only helps to promote involvement between fans and the game itself. Yep. Hopefully they haven't embraced the chaos as much as you have to. Either way... There's other considerations, too. You have no idea. Well, you know already ahead of time going into the season that the top six, the top seven from last season are all going to be in various extra cups, whether the Champions League or the Europa League. And then there's the FA Cup and the Capital One. It's not the Capital One Cup anymore. No, it's gone through a couple iterations. (laughs) Uh, What is it this year? EPL. EFL. The EFL Cup. All the other cups. The secondary, even the tertiary cups that are varying importance uh, are going to affect your rosters. And all of that is to say, in addition to loving the loving the players and the teams and the game, embrace the chaos. Lastly, hey, I have sorry, I have to jump in here, Brian. He, he'll he he this okay. music will have been on repeat like five times. But go ahead. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, so there's a new sponsor for the EFL Cup this year. Oh. I hadn't even looked yet. Uh, you, your guess is as good as mine on the pronunciation is. I think I've got it here. The Carabao. C-A-R-O-B... Sorry. Back up. C-A-R-A-B-A-O. Cup. What is, Carab- what is Carabao? Uh, it sounds like a fancy chocolate. Carabao I was going to say coffee. Cup. I think it's a good coffee brand. You're thinking caribou. I am, but, I mean, you could feel it. You could see is it. it, right. a, is, it a tr- is it a some sort of resort? Well, the first thing that comes up is that the Carabao is a swamp-type domestic water buffalo <laughs> native to the Philippines. Okay, well, that's if, probably not. I don't think that's it. No, there's an energy drink. It's a Thai-based energy drink. Uh, huh. Carabao energy drink. You know what? Weren't they? Wasn't that on Chelsea's warm-up jerseys? Hmm. Could be. I think that's on. That was on Chelsea's warm-up jerseys as a as a ad sponsor. In three weeks, join us as the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast explores Premier League <laughs> energy drinks. You're Get exactly to know right, your Chelsea. energy drink yeah. sponsors. Carabao Cup. Yeah. It's official. Carabao here to four for the next three seasons, known as three seasons. Really, three seasons. Holy Carabao smokes. Energy. Embrace the chaos. Oh, by the way, Carabao is also a Thai rock band. Okay, back to Brian. He's okay. still got like. Look, hey. the last thing is all you don't I'm want to hear the song is, <laughs> Don't yell at the players. It's going to be chaos. And not only that, don't stop playing even if it seems like you suck. Things can always turn around. Slow and steady wins the race. There are so many things. Think of what Eric Idle told us long ago. Always look on the bright side of life. Always all- look on the bright side of life. Like, like yeah, that it's pretty much like that. Sure. It's close enough to it. Yeah, sure. Look, why are you going to quit in the middle of doing something? You signed up for this at the beginning. Stay in it for the long haul. Let everyone else in your league know that you still care. What, are you some kind of a quitter or something? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know. there's nothing more annoying than guy who starts and plays for like two weeks and is like, eh. I'm not doing so good. I think I'm just going to quit. Yeah. Why would you start in the yeah. first place? Unbelievable. Man? Look, all of that to say, those are just some those are just some things that we think we've experienced these things when, in our time playing it, even if it's been a short time. These are things that can help you 
because you can always you can always improve you can always do better than you think and it's fun just have fun with it I like all right it. Very good, love Brian. it I, 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 You're that exactly list right. is fantastic now the way the fpl works like i mentioned before you get 100 pounds to start the season each player is assigned a value and you've got to create a 15 player squad two goalkeepers five defenders five midfielders and three forwards using only your 100 pounds uh, you got to make it add up to fill out a 15 man roster and no more than three players from any one premier league team absolutely right absolutely right and as we mentioned in a couple weeks we'll give you some information you need to know to pick out the players to do that but what are some things that people need to keep in mind as they start to create their squads uh, what what you know where do they want to spend their money uh, how do they want to spend it and so on i think this season based on what i've seen so far just looking through the through the valuations of players especially the knowing how the players did last season it seems like this season is going to be particularly challenging uh, to decide which of the top value guys you want to have because you can't have in this this season it seems like a lot you cannot have really more than two because that money disappears really fast mm. after you start load if you if you add a few guys that are really high value you really quickly find yourself scraping the bottom of the barrel mm. uh, and really trying to find those discount players at the lower end of the of the value scale the more forward a player plays typically the higher the price mm. so forwards the better forwards cost the most uh the the better midfielders tend to cost the next highest amount defenders and then goalkeepers are usually the lowest uh and so you're exactly right brian you you want you've got to really think about where you're going to spread your money out we talk a lot about uh kind of like a depth chart we use depth chart terminology and we refer to you know guys being a you know a top striker or you know your second forward or your third forward we talk about you know some guy who's like your your fourth midfielder mm -hmm. you know that last midfielder that you're going to play typically he's going to cost less but you're hoping to get a guy who even though he costs less still is is a diamond in the rough who scores a lot of points for you you got to find you got to find guys. You can't just take the top 5 or the top 3 or the top 2 at each position. You're not going to have enough money for that. And that's where knowing these players who do cost less. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, so Alexis might be in double digits. 12. There you go. Mm -hmm. Right now he's valued at 12 pounds. 12 pounds. That means that the rest of your your squad, you're going to have to compensate for that. You might need to find a couple of midfielders who are in the 6 or 7 range who you think will still score some points yeah. because they're going to play. Guys, mm -hmm. you know, now you're starting to look at, at clubs that are in the middle or bottom half of the table, but top guys who are definitely going to play for those clubs. And if something good happens, they tend to run through those players. Now, here's the thing with Alexis, though, Sanchez, because we just referenced him. He scored by far yep. more points than anyone else in the Premier League last year. That's true. On the flip side of that, Aguero... Sergio Cunaguero was the highest priced striker all season. Never lived up to the money that he cost. So trying to figure out those types of things, uh, I think, are, are really important. What I also try to do is I like to find 
lower price defenders mm-hmm. that play, maybe even if they play for a crappy team. I'm not trying to score a ton of points in defense because I want to put those points in other more predictable places. So I try to skimp in defense. Now, not everyone's like that. Um, but that's just kind of how my strategy works. But guess what? It did not work for me last year. Yeah. I, I finished last. So. Well, you created a stat, though, that helps to make sure you are getting the right, Yes. dare we say, the word, value. Value, which you love. For your pound. You hate. So once the season gets going, and I was going to bring this up in a little bit, but we'll do it right now. Points per pound is something that as the, you know, give it about four game weeks before you start looking at it. But points per pound is something where you can start gauging, okay, am I getting value for the, is, are my players giving me what they're worth? Is that fair, Brian? I would say that's pretty fair. Are my players giving me what they're worth? Because what I want is players that are doing more than they're worth. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. If you can load your team up with those types of players, you're going to be productive and, and you're going to give yourself a chance to win every week. That's exactly right because it's all about getting points. The other thing we say besides points per pound and uh, the reason why I hate value is because you don't get points for value. You get points for points. For points. points are points. Points mm-hmm. are points. That's our motto here. Points are points. And so Alexis, points per pound, excellent. Worth the money, even though he's expensive. Aguero last year, not so high of points per pound. Not worth the money. But it's not about getting a guy, not to name any names, but before last season started, I had a little Twitter exchange with a certain uh, co-host from a certain top-ranked fantasy soccer podcast here in the United States. Uh, not to name names or anything, but you know, just you know, certain certain podcasts that's out there. Had a little Twitter exchange. He had posted this lineup on Twitter before the season started, like what his lineup would have been that day if the season were to start that day. And in that lineup, you'll never believe it, was one John Stones of Manchester City. Mm-hmm. A man that if you've been listening to our podcast, you know <laughs> we ridiculed him and anyone who owned him all last season because... The man didn't score points. He ended up something like 75th in defenders alone. That's right. But yet 15% of FPL players owned him. Yep. Made no sense. This guy had him in his lineup, and I I was down on him before the season started and turned out to be right about it. And so I said to him over Twitter, John Stones? Really? He's not going to do anything for Manchester City. Mm. You're not going to get your points from John Stones filling up one of your defender spots. And his response was, yeah, but... His price is low, therefore his value is high. And I replied and said, who cares about his value? What is he going to score? (laughs) Because, Scott, last time I checked, you don't get points on value. That's exactly right. Right. I don't care if you get a good, a good, I'm using air quotes, a good player for a cheap price. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Unless he scores points. How can you have value if you don't even score points? That's exactly right. (laughs) You're not scoring points and you're not starting. uh, You can't even own value. It doesn't make any sense. Points are points. It is crazy. And value only, you're right, value is directly proportional to the actual on the field product and you cannot and so the difficulty and the real challenge is which guy are you going to get is it name value that you're chasing is it is it the actual price that you're looking at because it seems like that guy should be value you value him higher or lower or you know until the season starts you kind of can't see so guys like Romelu Lukaku for example who are 
big move to Manchester United. He's a pricey forward, but yeah. the the automatic risk right away. Do you want to have him? He was one of the best strikers, has been one of the best strikers for several years now in the Premier League. Do it's you true. really want to take the chance that he's not going to continue to produce having moved to now, you know, obviously one of the elite teams? You raise Premier a good League. point, Brian, because that's another aspect of this too. Dave, you mentioned Alexis by far had the most points last year. He was one of those guys in, in a league like the one we're talking about in the FPL where you get a certain amount of money and you get to, to fill out your own squad. You're going to have the potential to overlap with other players in your league. Your squads are going to overlap in certain places. And there are certain guys, if they're scoring points and everyone else in your league has that guy and you don't, you are losing out on those points that everybody else is getting. And Alexis was one of those players. If you didn't own Alexis like everybody else did, everybody else was getting points, and you were going to have to make those points up somewhere else in your squad, which was very, very difficult to do. Yeah. And so you've got to pay attention to who's scoring those points for that reason as well because you could be faced with missing out on points that other guys are getting in your league. Sanchez had a season last season that was uh, – the year before there wasn't a player like that, but two years or maybe it was three years ago – Luis Suarez was that player right. for, for Liverpool. If you didn't have him, you were you were you were losing ground. You were going to win your league. Else. You were you were losing ground on everyone yep. else because he was so ridiculous. Exactly right. So you got to pay attention to that too. Now, real quick, what I want to do is I want to go through each of the four positions and talk about what you're what we look for, where you where you get points in each of those positions. What we look for, starting at the back of the pitch. So let's start with goalkeepers. What kind of goalkeeper? As I start to fill up my squad, not to name names, but just this, the, how do goalkeepers score you points, give you the most points, chance to, chance to win your league? The first best way is for the goalkeeper to have a goal. That's true. If the goalkeeper <laughs> scores a goal, it's so it is a true. guarantee for the maximum amount of points. A goalkeeper, I think the I think the goalkeeper goal in fantasy Premier League is vastly undervalued at six. <laughs> goalkeeper goals happen so infrequently; they should be worth at least ten. Now, I agree with you, Brian. How many goalkeeper goals were there last year? I don't think there were. Any. I don't think there uh, were. Confirmation: I think it's, I think it's been six. A, I, think uh, a it's been, I think it's been a while. Or defender I know scoring. Tim Howard did. Yes. He did. Yeah. So yeah. beyond that, the next best thing a goalkeeper can do is have a penalty save. Mm. Penalty save is worth five points. Yep. If a goalkeeper is in that position, one, you are having a heart attack if that is your goalkeeper because you don't <laughs> want to see that ever. It's, it's, it's you win big or you lose big, right? He right. either gives up a you, goal. So yes. true. And so it's so, a 12-point swing. Yeah. It technically, a, it is a zero, massive. Zero. Not only do you lose, you know, you give up the goal. It's a huge. You lose the possibility for a clean sheet, or you get a lot of points. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> and you mentioned a term that's very important too: clean sheet. Yes. The which, next best thing beyond the penalty save is a clean sheet. That's the that would be the standard best way. American the, the terminology most, is shut out. You right. give, you give up no goals. You gave up your defense and your goalkeeper gives up no goals. And the way that the goalkeeper likely is going to do that is by making a lot of saves. Yeah. You get one point for every three saves that the goalkeeper makes. Yep. So. Last season, see Tom Heaton. Yes. Last season, yes. some of the goalkeepers that had the the highest amount of saves also were some of the top scoring goalkeepers in the fantasy Premier League. I think it's fair to say typically you want to look for goalkeepers on clubs 
top clubs because top clubs tend to have better defenses. Not always, but tend to. And so you look for clubs with great defenses because the, a great defense in front of a goalkeeper can help get those clean sheet points for the goalkeeper. However, like you mentioned, Tom Heaton at Burnley, mm-hmm. Jordan Pickford for Sun- well, last year he was for Sunderland. Uh, even for a while, we talked a lot about Yakupovic. Yakupovic. Mm-hmm. Eldon Yakupovic from <laughs> Hall, Hall City, City, now relegated Hall God. City. Save after save after save, mm-hmm. they accumulated points with those saves, even if they gave up a goal. Yep. They still accumulated some decent points, and they usually cost less because they were on worse clubs. The tough, the tough thing at the beginning with goalkeepers, and I know for my our personal strategy, I think that we all did this on this podcast. I think we all avoided the top team goalkeepers, David De Gea, Petr Cech, especially Tebow. Even though Tebow turned out to be one of probably the best options for the for the bulk of the season, uh, but a lot of those guys who are you know we knew kind of Manchester United was going to have a solid defense. De Gea finished. Where he normally would have, he finished high uh, out of the, in the Premier, fantasy Premier League goalkeeper scoring, but he was one of the most expensive options possible. If you did the right thing, like a lot of people did, and jumped on Tom Heaton early, and just kind of rode him the entire season, yep. you finished with the number one goalkeeper in fantasy in fantasy Premier League scoring, and you got a guy that was at least a dollar cheaper than any of the other top top club keepers. Yep. So yep. very good. Can you do that this year? Is there a guy that you're going to get? Are you going to be able to have the guts to choose Matthew Ryan from Brighton and Hove Albion this season? Oh, One of the cheaper options in goal. Can you can you do that and hope to get the same kind of result? I don't know. Do you have guts? <laughs> Very That's good. That's the big question. Very good. Now let's move up a level and talk about defenders. You get five of them. Uh, you guys have you know special affinity for f- weird fifth defender strategy. I'd like you to try to explain it to me here in a second. But uh, where this do you is score? Not difficult, but we will. How do you score points with defenders? There's a couple ways, right? Well, the number one way for a defender to get you points is by scoring a goal. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. If it a defender like- scores a goal, his goal is worth six points. Yeah. So. Chelsea, Lucky. Chelsea defender last year. Matt, yeah. Marcus Alonso scored you some goals last year. Gary Cahill, Gareth McCulley from yep. West Brom. Yep, scored you some goals last year. Scott they, Dan before he got hurt at Crystal Palace. That's true. Great. These Two are guys years ago. The the, the Robert Hooths of yep. fantasy oh, soccer. Now, in a, addition to clean sheets, there's something is, in common in a lot of those names that you're mentioning. These are center backs. Mm-hmm. Who are Generally giants. Speaking, defenders who are giants. <laughs> and so anytime their club has any kind of set piece, any kind of free kick or corner kick in the, apo- in the uh, attacking end, they're up there waiting to get their head on the end of that free kick to put it in the back of the net. Yep. And when they do, that's a goal for you. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the main way to do it. But on the other side of that free kick, there's also some potential there too. There's some defenders who take those set pieces for their clubs. Like one guy in particular who's another coming from another mid-table team, Charlie Daniels. Mm-hmm. He's the guy who kicks those free kicks and corner kicks for Bournemouth. And so anytime that those turn into goals, he's getting you assist points, mm-hmm. which is of benefit for you as well. Or the big news that a lot of people have discovered this season is that James Milner from Liverpool has been given defender designations, That's which right. last season would have scored him about a billion points because he is... <laughs> he was taking PKs. Pe- right. That's, That's right. exactly right. He takes cool. penalty kicks for 
Liverpool, and that's something to consider going into this season. He's got a high value according to this I'm season. I'm sure he does. 6.5. It's the, it's the highest that a defender, one of the highest that a defender can be. Well, they said that you know he was a midfielder last year and it hurt his point total, but if he had been a defender, which is what he played. He would have been on top four or something. He was like top six defenders yeah. or something, yeah, yeah, which, sure. is, which is amazing. So beyond scoring goals, the Assist. next thing, just like anyone else, just like the goalkeeper does, you want a clean sheet right. from your defense it's four points for a clean sheet for a defender and so that's the next best way and so but i think chasing clean sheets and trying to determine who going into the start of the season which defense is going to be the tightest which is going to be the best in terms of giving up the fewest amount of goals it's gonna i mean it's just a really tough thing to predict uh i would say tottenham last year for for example wasn't particularly great at clean sheets at least through the first maybe i don't know third of the season then they went when they went on their long winning streak they had a a decent number of clean sheets by the end of the season or southampton had a sneaky number of clean sheets uh last season but they are kind of kind of tough to predict yeah. So do, so either you stick with a set of guys and just and just count on their attacking returns and take the clean sheets as they come or hey, you want to chase a clean sheet? By all means, go chase a clean sheet. It's like playing the lottery though. I definitely am of the impression that you should you should plan at least half of your starting lineup should be the same guys every week. Guys that you can just plug in. They might not get you more than two or three half the time, but you know that the the other half the time, or if not more, five, six, the occasional eight or ten is going to be put in there. You don't know when that's going to happen, so you just play them every week because you know by the end of the year those total points are all going to be your points. At the for for goalkeeper, I did that with Tom Heaton. Tom Heaton and Ben Foster are my two goalkeepers, kind of middle of the road goalkeepers, but yep. Heaton started every week that he could. And he scored me points. Ben Foster's not a bad choice again this year. That's true. West Brom tends to be, even though they weren't necessarily last year, they do tend to be more defensive. Um, at the defender level, I kept saying, I kept trying to sell Ashley Williams on my free transfer that comes up every it. week. Could never do it. You know what? By the end of the year, that was worth keeping. He was worth keeping. And in the midfield uh, position, Gilfie played him every week. He had some down weeks. Yeah. But you know what? It paid off by the end of the year. You yeah. want to find those guys. It doesn't matter what their form is necessarily one week at a time, but over the course of the season, they're going to always play for their teams as long as they're healthy, and you're going to trot them out every time, and they're going to score you points. You just said something that's very important if they're healthy. Yeah. That's one thing that's almost impossible to predict, but if you can continue to keep guys without burning up money, because if you, every week you have one free transfer. Well, I'm not sure if we mentioned that not earlier yet. or not. Yep. So if you use more than a tran- one transfer, if you use two transfers, which sometimes to get the guy you want, you have to sometimes sell someone a little higher yep. to get, you know, to... You always have to have no you more, move some money no around, more than 100 right? You got to move right. some money around. Yep. So you might have to use two transfers. You're going to take a minus four points. I underestimated minus four points right uh last year scott you did not and you led I for never, way more weeks yeah, than I, I did i never took negative four points last year and um while i'm going to soften my stance on it there will still be times i'll sure, take a minus four sure. but but looking back i felt like there were times my teams were better than yours but guess what your your tortoise slow and steady <laughs> pace smoked me at the end and my rabbit jumping around did 
did, didn't help me. And and there's 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 a lot there that you can say. Obviously, one of the tips that I just mentioned, you want to, you know, just have a, as steady a team as you possibly can. But there was one thing I did learn as it relates to what you're saying last yeah. year, Dave. When I filled out my lineup for week one, so this applies to everyone listening. The first thing, first lineup you're going to fill out, first time you you complete your squad here. I tried to create the best roster for the entire season in week one, and that was a mistake because I I sucked for the first month and a half of the season. You're right. Yep. You need to create a lineup that's the best lineup for week one. Two reasons why. Number one, you can only play this thing one week at a time. <laughs> so true. Number two, the transfer window is not closed till three matches have been played. So two or three matches have been played. And so there's a lot of movement. It's not really it's not really right. Like fantasy soccer is really hard the first few weeks because you don't know how anyone's going to be. When the season starts, you get weird results, and players still move from one club to another. Yep. So stop. Don't try to, to build a roster for the entire season before the season has started. Build your roster for week one, and then use your free transfer each week to slowly, one player at a time, improve your roster as as best you can with one guy a week one guy a week one guy a week keep turning it over just a little bit at a time and you will have the best lineup for each week of the 38 throughout the season don't have the best don't don't try to fill out a lineup for the whole season in week one build a lineup for week one before week one starts what about midfielders so going back to our positions, midfielders, there's a lot. I mean, midfielder, last year especially, and I feel like we're probably going to see this again this coming year, with midfielders, there are so many to choose from. Yeah. Midfielder is the one position where you're probably going to have the most variety from one fantasy player to another in your league. That's that's where you can win or lose a league, unless you do something really stupid at a different position. Midfielder, that's where the variety is found. Right? Do wanna, yeah. Do you want to know the best way for midfielders to score points? Oh, Brian. Well, the number one way for a <laughs> midfielder to get you the maximum number of fantasy points is yeah. by scoring goals. Yeah. If a midfielder Novel. scores a goal, it is worth five points. That's a big deal because it's one more point than, a than it is if a forward scores. Yeah. Midfielders can also get you an additional point if they get a clean sheet. And Midfielders also benefit from getting clean sheets, which forwards get do this. not. If you're subbed off after – if you make 60 minutes and you're subbed off after injury time and you have not conceded a goal, you get that – you get that point, that clean sheet point. Yeah, did that's you know that? One of the, that's one of the scoring anomalies. I thought we could save till a little later. Oh, <laughs> drats! <laughs> I wish we planned this in advance. Well, look, the point is, if you're a midfielder and you score a goal, it's good. And then beyond that, all the other normal things. Yeah, sure. Assists, Assists. And, yeah. and then of course a clean sheet. But the minimum thing that you want from any player that's on the field is that they make it sixty minutes, because then at least they get a point for starting. Yep. And then they get a point, an extra point at sixty minutes. Yep. And there were two clubs in particular where you could really take advantage of having three players on one club in your fantasy lineup. We talked about Liverpool in the first half of the season. Yeah, it was awesome. The fact that, I mean, they had six midfielders you could choose from, and, and any three of the six would get you points if you played them in the first half of the year. The other club, primarily in the second half of the year, was Tottenham. Yep. 
if you had Ali, uh, Erickson, and Son, Son a forward or is he a midfielder? No, Son was he's he was a midfielder. Yeah, if you played those three, you probably scored a ton of points there too in the second half of the season. Um, Aside from that, though, you could go from club number one in Chelsea to club number twenty, and you could find a midfielder to play. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of opportunity there, and the fact that that is such a deep position means, like what Dave was saying before. There's va- value, like legitimate value, points yeah. per pound value, points, points, points. per pound value yeah. all throughout the Premier League. Yeah. I, I'm i not sure. This sort of applies to midfielders. I think you, you kind of asked if we get sidetracked slightly. Okay. One thing that I like to do with defenders is I'm never going to play five defenders ever. So, okay. And I already try to spend like the least amount of money there. So I literally will find – the cheapest guy who will never play and bury deepest on the bench to be my fifth player mm-hmm. as to not spend any money there. Who was that guy last year? Last year, Brian and I somehow ended up on Jordi Amat from Swansea, mm-hmm. who was like super cheap but ended up because of injury starting some games. I'm not sure he got any many clean sheets, but he was a, <laughs> a warm body that actually played and was costing me the bare minimum. So midfielders, I will probably have – I, I won't have a bare minimum midfielder who won't play. Sure. I will probably try to find someone who has, in quotes, good value and or could ha- produce good points per pound going forward. It's just tough to tell, obviously, as the season begins because there's going to be there's going to be hidden gems out there. Mm-hmm. Managers, whether because of injury or it, he caught someone's eye in training or whatever, they're going to play certain guys that are going to come out of nowhere and make an impact. And For what jumping- it's worth. No, sorry, go ahead, yeah. For what it's worth, I played five midfielders. I was about to get to almost that. all season last season, and and that gets to formation. Mm-hmm. And we haven't, you know, we're jumping around a little bit, but you have variety in the formations that you can choose to an extent. You have to have at least three defenders, uh, but you can play one or two forwards most weeks. Uh, you can or three play or three three yeah. four or five midfielders. Uh, and so that's true, yeah, because you do a three-four-three, three, mm-hmm, yep. so you could play three forwards too. Uh, but like, there's a variety in the formations that you choose. Uh, I remember you did a special little interview with Brother Matt, who yeah. led the league the longest last year yeah. for us. And Brother Matt said he always plays five midfielders because there's the most potential for points there at that position, given how many they score, how many points right. they get for goals and yep. assists and so on. So he always does a three-five-two. Listening a little bit to what you were saying, you know, not playing all of your defenders right but maximizing on his on his midfielders and so hey that's three five two you know there's a standard four four two uh three some people like to do three four three i would that, say three four three seems to be as popular the probably as, the most as, popular formation as three five two four four three <laughs> a three four three is the most popular formation three yep. defenders four midfielders three forwards yep however the only requirements are you have to have a goalkeeper. You have to play at least three defenders, and you have to have at least one forward. Yep. That's the only requirements that the Fantasy Premier League sets as far as roster formation. So I can't do the Liverpool 3-7 formation <laughs> no. in Fantasy Premier League. No, you cannot. <laughs> you right. can also not do uh, the Crystal Palace 7-3-1. Uh, seven, um, <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure it's Crystal Palace? It sounds like Tony Pulis. Hey, what the what, what, what about forwards? What about forwards? Well, well, I can tell you that forwards, the 
clearest, best way for forwards to score points is for them to score a goal. Uh, if, re- if a forward scores a goal, a that is theme. the most <laughs> points that a forward can get in any one one thing that they do on the field, nice. on the pitch. Uh, and that's four points for every goal that a forward kicks a ball into the net. It's worth four points. And forwards, more than any other position, really tend to follow a, a, a we, we designate this, but a tier structure based on price and then how many points they're scoring. So like last year, your number one striker was Zlatan, Diego Costa, uh, Lukaku was up there, even though he was a little cheaper than those first two guys. Come on, Aguero, say his name. Aguero. No. I don't know who you want me Roberto to say. Roberto Firmino. No, you're just saying you're not saying his name. You say his name, Harry Kane. <laughs> Harry Kane. <laughs> Sir Harold of Kane. Yeah, you're right. How did I forget the top forward score? Harry Kane. Like those were your tier one guys. And then we were constantly looking for second forward types because it's really hard to own two this year, especially. It is difficult. I don't know how you're going to make a team that has one of the double-digit priced midfielders and more than one of the top strikers. Harry wow. Kane's the most expensive. Uh, Aguero's still expensive. Lukaku is over is over ten. If you put two of those guys together, you've spent a third or more of your you know you've, you're getting upwards of a third of your entire budget and you can you can blow that in two or three guys easily this year and you still have 12 more positions to fill right so it's going to be really tough you're really going to have to decide ahead of time do i want to put harry kane and lukaku in my roster to start the season because right off the bat that's that's well over 20 of your of your available dollars to spend what are you going to do after that you're going to are you going to have Alexis Sanchez? Are you going to have Kevin DeBrowner? Are you going to have one of these other guys that are that are over 10 in their midfield? Because then you're probably going to have to go really cut cut rate on your defense. You're not going to be able to put a six, many six, if any, $6 defenders, which are the Chelsea defenders, the, Spurs. the now the Spurs defenders, yep. the Kyle Walkers and the, and the Vincent companies. Bellerin. Yeah, a lot of those guys who you kind of can count on for for points. You're going to have to be really choosy about what you do up front. I think really with forwards, it's going to be the toughest because after the first six guys, it's a little bit iffy after that. Do you want to talk about the next thing you want to talk about? I feel like it's important to to talk about the extra points, where the extra points the come bonus from. Points? Well, I'm saying I think the two things that are that really sway a week are uh, the obvious one, choosing a captain and your vice captain. Yes. And then the exceptionally complicated bonus point scoring system <laughs> for the Fantasy Premier League, which I'll just say Hey, if we can get Go it, read it for yourself. If we can get someone from FPL to give us an interview, I'm going to effort that. It's because I want to talk to someone on the pod about, and I want them to explain to our, our the fancy soccer FC nation who is choosing where the bonus points go. Because someone there is, is a choosing there is a metric that is available on the website that shows all there is like I don't know fifty categories really of various 
So it's not someone just deciding, oh, I think Okazaki had a good game. It's chances created. It is the number of successful passes. It's clearances. It is fouls. It's the number of times that they're fouled. It's all of the various things that occur on the pitch throughout the match. And they are given a score in the bonus points. And the players that have the highest total bonus point accumulation at the end of the match are awarded either three, two, or one bonus point. Uh, It's as many as three. It's as little as one. But the top three, and there is some accounting for ties in there as well, but there are bonus points to be had, and certain players are very good at accumulating Mm. those. If you follow uh, the official FPL uh, Twitter uh, feed, Sometimes during live matches, they'll tweet out if the match ended, you know, like if the match hold, the result holds mm-hmm. as it is now, here's how the bonus points will go. So they they track it throughout yep. a match, and they'll sometimes post and say, here's here's what you're looking at for what bonus points will be will be accumulated. I want you to go back to captain and vice captain for a second, yeah. Brian. Explain, you, you mentioned that they're significant. What do captains do for you, and then what's a vice captain? I think each of us can say with certainty – that there are weeks that the captain, choosing the correct captain, it can absolutely changes yep. your ability to have a happy or an unhappy <laughs> weekend. So it, it dictates the security and safety of your pets in your home. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It determines your children's uh, ability to love you at certain points <laughs> of the weekend. Your captain selection earns double points every week. So whoever it is that you select as your captain, when you click on a player and you put them in your roster, you can select them as captain. You may also select a player as your vice captain. Simply put, captain gets you double points. Your vice captain is only there for security purposes in the event that your captain does not play a single minute on the field. At that point, if you're if the person you selected as captain does not play a minute, your vice captain is then given the double points. If neither of your captain or vice captain play a minute on the pitch, no one gets the double points, and at that point you can curl up in a ball and cry. <laughs> but either way, your captain, the, the significance of the captain every week, if you select a guy who finishes with, say, two, who is on a team that does not get a clean sheet and the and the player simply plays the full 90 minutes or something and doesn't get a goal, an assist, or a bonus point. And you double it, that's only four. But if you have a guy that scores a goal, it's the difference, it really is. It can be the difference between a ton of points or not many points at all. And it can be the difference between you making a significant leap yeah. in a week versus not making a significant leap. For instance, leap Harry Kane scored something like 17 goals in the last three matches of last right. season, which I'm only slightly exaggerating that number. <laughs> if you captained him in those matches, I mean, he already scored you a ton of points. You know, yeah. I mean, he, probably, he gave you easily over 20 points in a couple of weeks at yeah. the end of the year. You double that number because yeah. you captained him. That's huge. That's you winning the league or not winning the league. Yeah, it is one of the most. It's this one of the single most important things that you can do any given week, and it's really frustrating. And it's I would say, boy, it's not. It didn't. It doesn't seem to be very often a rewarding experience. I, However, I was so bad at yeah, that last year. We were both very bad at it. Dave. What about those wild cards? That just adds another. Well, layer, I was right? the one other thing. 
Oh, sorry. One other thing yes. about team selection, something that is, uh, it's maybe it's easy to overlook, but it's something you do need to pay attention to every week is how you arrange your bench. Mm-hmm. Because you have, you're going to end, you have four players that That's sit important. on your bench, it does. which yeah. is one of your goalkeepers and then three of your other players, whoever, however you arrange your roster. Mm-hmm. You need to prioritize the, the, the players on your bench because they are listed as one, two, their goalkeeper, and then there's players one, two, and three. That is the priority order that those players would be subbed in in the event that one of the players in your starting roster does not play at all. That's good. So they will immediately be subbed in as long as it doesn't create an illegal formation. So if you know, if it was gonna create a you know, a situation where you you know, it was an attacking player that you wouldn't be allowed to have or something like that. In theory, going back to our injury protocol, you know, rant, I guess that was my yeah. rant. You know, in theory that's your safety net for a situation yeah. like that. Where if one of your players doesn't play, like you said, Someone from your bench will get brought up into your lineup, and and you won't see it during the matches. Yeah. Once all the results are in, before the final scoring is done, uh, either on the website for fantasy.premierleague.com or on the FPL app, you know they'll they'll rearrange your lineup for you and bring the bench player into your lineup so you can see your points. Yeah, if you know a player is not going to play, you see a red triangle or something like that, yeah. or you suspect that they have a you know, it's a hamstring injury or a groin injury or whatever, and you know the player is not going to play, you can move them to the very depths of your bench. You can put them in the third spot or, you know, depending on how you know, what's going on with the player, the second spot or something. And that way you know for sure that it would be the rarest circumstance that that player would ever be a sub. Like you'd have to have a complete disaster in your team right. or you'd have that player sub in. But you'd want to have your bench player – They'll auto-sub. It'll automatically sub them in, like we said, as long as it doesn't create an illegal formation. And there are plenty of times where that can, you know, who knows? There are players where that's, that's there have been times where it benefits you. The player on your yeah. bench actually does better than somebody that you started. You get those points. Those points sub in for the player that did not play. Good. So really, in theory, you want to have 12 or 13 guys out of your 15 who are probably going to play. And then guess right on your, your top bench guys. Yeah. Good. All and right. The last thing you need to know that the deadline for every game week is is one hour before kickoff of the first match, whenever that occurs. We already know where we we know what what date and time that is for every match in the entire season. It is on the fantasy. It's already Premier established. Site. It's already there. You know what it is. But I would say, Dave, you're you would be the My number gosh. one person to say this. Yep. Never ever forget to hit confirm. Confirm. I cannot tell you. This happened to me at least three crucial times where I was either laying in bed on the app, doing it before I go to bed, or maybe in the morning before the before the matches start, changing my lineup and thinking and setting my captain. And that got me more than anything. Not necessarily making a lineup change if I was just doing like one transfer that's not that big of a deal, but moving a captain from Maybe that guy doesn't play the next week. Maybe he's injured, and I'm just moving him to my bench. But I don't change the captain out, or what? And or I don't change the captain out. Bottom line is, it makes a massive difference. And I didn't hit confirm multiple times, and it bit me every time. Honestly, that was the main reason why you were last place. Really was the Maybe. captain pick occasionally, but also like there were a couple times you would have scored so many more points if you had just hit. 
confirmed. It, it really did. I mean, it's so stupid. It is so stupid, but it's very easy to do where you make changes and you kind of fiddle around with it. And there was times also that I made changes and I made a mental note. All right, I need to come back. You know, I don't want to do it yet. It's early in the week. Something might happen in training. Something else might happen. I'm going to wait till wait, uh, you know, a day or so. And then make the changes, and then I forgot. I, that happened to me one time too. But but that I just want to say something there. You can confirm your lineup more than once in a week. You no, could have confirmed you, it. Yeah, I, well, no, you I could have confirmed have, it, and then come back the next day you and can't make, make changes. Once you make a transfer, the transfers are permanent. That, That's that, right. Okay. The, the transfers That's are permanent. What, you don't but have your to come lineup, back every week and confirm your lineup. If you make changes. Then you have to confirm yeah. it, and or if you make your captain changes and or vice captain changes. Yeah, that would so, be the minimum number. That would be the minimum change that you would need to confirm. Is if from week to week you change your, your yes. captain choice yes. from one player to another. That yep. is a thing. That is a change you must confirm in order to. The last thing you would want, Scott, you'd want to talk about here in in terms of setting your team is the availability of of chips. What the chips. fantasy Premier League is calling chips. I love. Salt and pepper. I love salt and vinegar chips. Mm. Chips, mm. not potatoes. Okay. Not right. fried potatoes. Chips in the Fantasy Premier League, there are two kinds. There, there are chips that you can use one time. Okay. And there's a chip that you can use two times. Two times. The one-time use chips are Bench Boost. Which is? A chip that you can play. That lets you get all of the points from all of your bench players in addition to your starting 11. The second chip, okay. the triple captain, which is a crucial chip. <laughs> <laughs> the triple Brian, captain. Tell us about tell us about the triple captain, Brian. The triple captain chip is a one-time use chip that allows you to get three times the number of points scored by the player you select as your captain instead of the normal two times and, points. And I want to say this. If anyone out there... Triple is, is three times the amount. Triple is three times double, the which is only if two times. If anyone is... Th there won't be hardly, not that I know of, any double match weeks in the first part of the season. The second part of the season, and you, cause you, don't, you can only use your triple captain once. You cannot use it... In the first segment and second second segment, it's only one time. One time. In the whole season. Do not use it on a player who does not have a double game, double match week. Mm. It's not worth it, Brian. There are plenty I've of times never though, in my life seen anything off. like this. Brian used his triple captain last week at the most optimum last time season. on Alexis. Did I say last week? Last season. Yeah. Last season. The end of last season, when with Alexis Sanchez, he played it on a double match week for Sanchez. And he scored <laughs> total for his team 196 points, but 96 of those were Sanchez himself. I don't think it was that many. And but it was pretty but close. But to Scott's right? point, close, yeah, it was it was That's over 80. But the to Scott's point, there are times last season where triple captaining or captaining Harry Kane was yes. the yes. difference between a a great week and a regular week. Harry Kane actually would have outscored Alexis Sanchez that same week. I remember seeing that and being and feeling sad because I would rather have he, triple captain. He hat tricked. He, he had a lot of goals in one week, goals. but yeah, but that's yeah. exactly it though. Yeah. Really, I think in the end, if you triple captain a guy that scores even a goal, 
you got to feel okay. Yeah. Because you just as likely could, like I know a lot of people, as a for example, Stoke City had a double match week uh, at one point. And I remember that Marco Arnautovic was one of the, uh, a popular triple captain choice. He scored one goal in the first match and sat out the second one for illness or something. And it ended up being an, a, ver- a very average triple captain week. But at least you got those points from a goal. You could very easily triple captain a guy in a double week who finishes with four. Yep. Two points in one game and two points in another or something. Either way, the triple captain gets you triple the amount of points for the player you select as captain. The last chip that's a one-time use is a new chip this season. It's called They're calling it the free hit. Yeah. For one week, you can make unlimited transfers to create your team within your budget. That team is only in place for you that week. Okay. At the end of that match week, your team goes back to the squad you had initially. So you have a team, you have your players that you want, and you're going into a new week and you want to say, I'm going to use my free hit. You can choose any players that you want, maximize however you want, whatever teams you want for that one week. But staying within 100 pounds. Right. You have to stay within. I, I'm, I My assumption is you have to stay within the budget that you have at that point. Good point. The amount, Great of, point. The amount of your value of your team at that point. You can make, you play whatever team you want that week. As soon as that game week is over, your team goes back to what you had before you hit the free hitch. And we talked about how late last season, because of how the FA Cup matchups worked out, there was one match week in particular where there were only four Premier League matches yeah. in that match week. You were limited to choosing players from eight clubs. Yep. And that really made it hard to pick an in eleven, a starting eleven yeah. in many cases without taking negative points, where now you can just choose to play your free hit, yeah. pick a bunch of guys from those eight clubs, and you're good to go. It replaces, uh, for the, anyone that was there, if, if you don't know this already, it replaces the all-out attack. It was a chip that let you play all attacking all the attacking players that you had available in a single week. That chip is now gone. The free hit replaces it. It makes the strategy of the two-time use chip. You can use uh, your wild card. It's functionally the same as the free hit but the wild card you get two of those in a season one of them you have to use before december 30th the other one is available from that point on until the end of the season so the wild card lets you choose it makes you it allows you to make unlimited transfers at no cost no negative no negative points for for as many transfers as you can make to your team in a single week the wild card However, when you make those changes, that becomes your permanent team. Yep. And so let me the, just tell you. That is the you, one difference between the free hit and the wild card. And Dave, yep. the, um, what is that called? What was it the last one you called? The, the free hit. No, no, I'm wild sorry. Wild card? Chip. The chip that you get to use twice. The wild card. Wild card. The wild card, Dave, yeah. was the one chip that I used wisely last year, and it's why I never took a negative four. So I made the mistake I said not to do last year, which was to build, I didn't build for week one. And so I had a roster that ended up being okay if I had stuck with it all year, but they did nothing at the beginning of the year. Harry Kane is a terrible uh, season starter. Don't buy him at the start of the year. Mm. I did. Now, throughout the whole course of the season, he would have been fine, but I was not scoring points at the beginning. So 
What you do, though, is if you buy a squad for week one and you keep using your free transfer each week to just slowly replenish your squad one player at a time, there are going to be weeks where you, you get behind, where you really need to replenish two or three guys, but you have only one free transfer in a mm -hmm. week. And when you get to that point, that's where you use your wild card. Use those extra transfers that you need to get your squad to where it's going to be for free without taking the negative four per additional transfer and get yourself back on track so that you can then do that one free transfer per week cycle yep. and keep your squad good. I did that both segments. Like I used my wild card in the first segment. It was something like week four or five. After the transfer period closed. Right. It was very, very early in the year because I was off to a terrible start and I realized I did not have a squad for the for this time of the season. Yeah. I used my wild card to buy guys that were in form and were within the budget, obviously, and got back to where I was. And then I could just do my one free transfer and my squad was good from yep. that point on. Yep. Then in the second half of the season, injuries hit with all the cup matches, the European competitions that were that were starting to take off. I used my wild card because I was I was finding that I had four or five guys hurt not playing. Yep. So I used my wild card to get rid of some of those injury guys get a full squad of players who are playing, and then I, my free transfer was able to work for me one week, one per week at a time throughout the rest of the year. That wild card can help you keep from taking negative points when used at the right time. Yeah, the well, wild card, saving your chips for optimal usage is really important, and, and the wild card is one, though, that you have to keep in mind because some people will hold on it, onto it too long, either not knowing that you get a second one for the second half of the season or just not, you know, maybe just ignoring it and not knowing that it's something that you can't, you know, that that's even there. Well, but. and so, and we've given some good advice on when to use some of these. Like you said, the free hit. To me, that is a chip that is just purely made for those match weeks where Premier League matches and FA Cup matches take place on the same day. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our pod. Um, man, that's a lot of good stuff in there. I think anyone listening to us, both this episode and then in our weekly episodes once the season starts is yeah. going to be set for oh set man for the i'm year. so excited this is so this is so fantastic all right well listen uh for the fantasy soccer fc podcast this is david smith until next time <laughs>